1: Welcome to Amtower Off-Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'm Mark Amtower. I'm here today with my friend and longtime guest, uh, Nick Wakeman. Nick was actually one of the first guests on my show 12 years ago, almost 13 years ago. Uh, Nick, welcome back, man.
0: Thanks. Always glad to be here, Mark. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I was thinking about that the other day because I searched my articles on on the Washtech site, and I think I've done about 100 now. Oh, wow. Over the last ten years, and uh, you know, just, I just search on my last name, and lo and behold, there's I'm going to be on Am Tower show. Don't, you, know, <laughs> you don't do that anymore. It's, I should. I should. I will. Well, yeah, but i um, You know. I mean, it was new and exciting for both of us back then. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Not the point of the show. And today, now though. things are so so
0: boring that. Uh... <laughs> um.
1: So uh, I brought Nick in today. Because I want to do a show on some of the uh, bigger stories uh, that'll play out longer, uh, stories from 2018 that'll play into 2019, and um, uh, oh, we'll, we'll do the regular intro first. Tell people who you are, Nick. <laughs> okay,
0: I'm uh, <laughs> I'm the editor of Washington Technology, and we are a business publication, online publication that covers government contractors. That's so everything from People news, to mergers, acquisitions, to contract awards, to trends, and I have a blog on there, Business Beat, where I get to talk about what I want to talk about It as, long as it relates to contracting. That's
1: why I do uh, the radio, so I can talk about what I want to talk about. And you have brilliant columnists, too, by the oh, way. Oh, no, we do. <laughs> Some Amtower guy, whoever yeah. he is. Yeah, whatever. Um, so, uh, topic number one, um, and it's probably in the back of everybody's mind Amazon Web Services,
0: how friggin' pervasive can, can they be? <laughs> it's really amazing. I, and there's so many, uh, you know, we were talking off air, and it really is so many layers to this. It's just, you peel it back. If you want to look at, you know, the Pursuit of Jedi, that's one thing. You want to just see, you know, there's their general, you know, dominance and position in the cloud. There's the headquarters. I mean, there's all, all kinds of. Uh, and they places. all
1: seem to be interrelated to me, but let's start with. Uh, the domination of FedRAMP because you and I yeah, looked yeah. at the uh, the FedRAMP uh, .gov uh, website prior to the show, and if you took off Microsoft Azure, which is still you know they're they're healthy but they're not as big as Amazon, uh, the number of FedRAMP related contracts that that uh, AWS has is probably more than everybody else
0: combined. On FedRamp, <laughs> yeah, it probably. I think it says to that it, it, you know, AWS knew what they wanted to be when they, once they formed. They were yeah. a cloud provider. And they they and, brought in Teresa. Yep, yeah, and and FedRamp is their their bread and butter. Or, or I'm not sure what the right word is, but it means you have to have that if you're going to be as big as they are. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So it's, it's not really surprising that they're the dominant one, right? Because and, you look at the others, even you know Microsoft.
1: Microsoft. You know, they is weren't doing a cloud well. company. Yeah, yeah, they're
0: doing very well, but that's something. Really, they've pushed hard the last what three years, four yeah. years, and Amazon was
1: like the first on. Yes. So uh, they they've been after this bad boy, and and FedRAMP's not an easy process to go right. through because even if you get through the you know the ready stage up to the ready stage, you you need an agency to adopt you yeah. to get your first program underway. And
0: agencies are not lining up to do this. Yeah, I think it must just – from people I've talked to, it's just a long, hard process. Now, I, there's a lot of talk, and they have been doing some things to streamline it and make it easier. There's and,
1: still fewer than 100 right. companies
0: approved. Yeah, which so. if the future is the cloud, which I believe it is, I think most yeah. people do, you know, they've got a Kind of hard to avoid. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So so they're doing that. And you know, Oracle uh, has uh eight uh slots on FedRamp. Uh I think one or two are not approved yet. But uh we, we have some problems between Oracle and Amazon with a little Pentagon project.
0: Oh yeah, that that's that small cloud project called Jedi Yeah, that thing. Joint what, joint enterprise defense infrastructure? Something like that. I think that's what it stands for. Yeah, so Oracle, you know, has filed They filed a protest at GAO, lost that. Now they've gone to the Court of Federal Claims. Um, You know, they have three or four kind of points that they're arguing. You know, one is that the, uh, you know, the single award strategy that DOD is married to is just wrong and it violates, you know, federal law and and policy. And and, and so that's one thing. Well,
1: at least – the Pentagon didn't do what uh, one other uh, agency did. One agency uh, lifted Gartner's verbiage and put it in a statement of work. <laughs> and I was talking to some other research firms, and they're going, what
0: the hell? So you
1: just go in and protest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then let's see what else. They're also arguing that the requirements they have in the solicitation make it, Amazon-specific. Make it pre, Yeah, pretty yeah. Amazon-specific. Yeah, but they, they don't name them, and no, they're not they, using their verbiage. They don't. They don't. And <laughs> then uh, what else is there? The, oh, the, uh, there's a, they, they're claiming a conflict of interest, that there's a couple people. You know, you have that revolving door, especially when you're looking at these sort of digital services of people that came in to government, then went back out, and, and uh, a couple people who had worked or consulted at Amazon went to work at DOD, worked on development of JEDI, and then went back out to the private sector, you know, and—, and Oddly and, enough, ended up at Amazon. Am- yes. Yeah. And so they're— I'm shocked. But, you know, GAO looked at that. They denied it. I, I think uh Court of Federal Claims is going to be different. I think they might, you know, can we look at more things? There are some things that Oracle points out that makes me think that DOD didn't— uh, like the, the contracting officer never really talked to these two guys to—, to Get more of their, their perspective. And, right. Uh, just basically looked at it and looked at the timing of when they were there. And, you know, the one person, Amazon, was going to buy his company. And as soon as that started, he pulled out. He said, I can't. So, you know, that to me is a positive thing that he did that. But still, I think there's a lot of things going on underneath there that we don't know yet.
1: Yeah. And and it'll it's going to be interesting to see it play out. Yes. Yeah, you know, The fact that Jedi is going to happen is real. But it's going to happen in government
0: time. <laughs> yeah, that that's you – know, it was funny when they first started. I remember mm-hmm. – I, I think I even wrote about it. They, DOD had this timeline. I think originally it was supposed to be awarded in September. Of what year? Of this year, of 2018. Okay. Yeah. I <laughs> and I remember maybe. people were just like, oh, you know, there's no way. There's no way. And of course. I mean I think proposals ended up not being due until in October. Mm-hmm. And who knows how many months it's going to take. And I think while this court case is pending – they're not going to make an award while it's still. At they the court. can't. Yeah, I was talking to somebody about that yesterday, and it's kind of a, it's a little nebulous. The little, GAO is pretty area. strict, yeah. but the Court of Federal Claims can, you know, there's almost a sort of like an understanding we're not going to do it. Otherwise, they'd have to file to get an actual injunction, and that just so they kind of just have a gentleman's agreement, I guess, not to do it.
1: Okay. But. So uh, there's there's two more issues on AWS that I want to discuss. Uh, one is about this online store things so, yeah <laughs> um you know the 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 veterans have i think it's called go vets right and uh they're they're pushing this as an alternative uh so you know the the commodity style purchase can go to legitimate smalls rather than legitimate smalls through some humongous umbrella so what, what's your take on the, the, the storefront?
0: You know, I, to me, there's it's sort of that inherent conflict. I mean, if you just look at it one way, it makes perfect sense. Why, why are you doing contracts to buy these things when you can, in seconds, go online, whether it's Amazon or whether it's Staples or whether it's…
1: Wasn't that supposed to be what Advantage did?
0: Yeah. <laughs> but why, why, build, why should the government build their own? Well I was wondering that when they started. <laughs> yeah. But then at the other side of it is what does happen, you know, if I think the government does have a legitimate uh uh interest in fostering small businesses and giving them opportunities and things like that. So uh so there's that conflict there and I'm not sure how it's going to going to play out. But I mean there is the concern that, you know, again Amazon would dominate this to such a degree that everyone else would be forced out but,
1: yeah it, it's one more uh uh thing of the pervasiveness of of aws yeah. and, and there's there's one more uh and it's kind of tangential and that's uh uh hq2 yeah. being split between new york and nova yeah um and and uh
0: literally within walking distance of the pentagon
1: yeah yeah i mean uh so what are they going to take their smart pay over <laughs> to amazon hq to buy stuff yeah, no maybe.
0: Uh, (laughs) yeah i mean it's really you know so they're going to put over the next uh what eight ten years twenty five thousand employees oh i thought it was 50 well it's 50 total 25 25 yeah in arlington gotcha 25 in up in the queens and uh you know virginia tech is already as part of this they're going to invest a billion dollars in a educational uh like a a campus up there Mm. i think it's really a you know, a good thing. I mean, traffic is going to be horrible, but uh, traffic's bad. Who's going to go there? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and and
1: some idiot said, "Oh, I'm
0: predicting that
1: eighty percent of the Amazon people are going to bike or walk
0: or metro." No, and go eighty percent. Get a grip. No. But I think it's. Uh, I think overall, it's going to be good. I mean, it's already fierce competition for people, so that this will just make it maybe a little fiercer. But I think the positives will outweigh the negatives. It's going to be a Uh, We had an event a few weeks ago, and one of the panelists talked about Amazon as sort of this gravitational pull that it will have. It will draw in people with talent, other companies with new Mm. technologies. And uh, so that will be an opportunity for for government contractors to find new partners, to find new people. There's still – somebody quoted a a stat that the turnover some of these big tech companies like Amazon and Google – and of systems engineers is four or five years. So it's not like people go there and don't go to other companies. So. Right. Yeah.
1: So it'll be interesting to watch it roll out. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'll be back with Nick right after this. Welcome back to AmTower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'm here with Nick Wakeman, uh, editor of Washington Technology. Uh, you can find Nick at WashingtonTechnology.com. You can find him on LinkedIn. You wanted to make one more point about uh, about AWS. So,
0: yeah, I think that uh, especially their pursuit of Jedi and and and, this, and the the online store and these things. I think it's really you know. Shown that Amazon is here to stay. They're not just this West Coast company that's, that's come in. I mean, you know. Well, they aren't they, Silicon Valley. No, they aren't Silicon Valley. That's true. But, you know, they, <laughs> you know, the they won the CIA five years ago. And that yeah. was, I think, with Jedi, you know, even though it hasn't been awarded yet, um, the CIA award is not a one off for Amazon. I think that the other companies really need to look at them in a different way. And the way, you know, with Teresa Carlson at the at, in as their leadership, they've really sort of uh woven themselves in the fabric of the Teresa uh-huh.
1: has has is, number 1 is brilliant. Number 2 is assembled just a, a second to none team. Yeah. Uh including their marketing people. And let's touch on this while we're there, you know. I, I, I wrote the obituary for Fossey several years ago, uh, and, and I miss it. I still haven't been in this. Uh, I plead guilty. I haven't been to the AWS show, but last year, what, they had ten, twelve yeah, thousand. 12,000 people? Yeah, really, it's
0: really remarkable. Um,
1: and, and their marketing team, you know, kudos, dudes and dudettes, whoever. <laughs> um, you know, marvelous job. Yeah, uh, You know, they've woven themselves into the ecosystem yeah. in a way that's really... Uh, intimidating to many, but you know they're they're you know they're very good at what they do.
0: Yeah, I think it's gotten to the point where companies are having to adapt to AWS instead of AWS adapting to the government market. I've heard you know executives talking about you know traditional IT is on its way out, and and AWS is a big reason for that. And you know Azure and the 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 mm-hmm. str- you know the inroads they've made just in the last, what, three, four years yep, um, is also, you know, another kind of remarkable story. And yeah. I, it, along that same line, I think it's just the commercial tech coming into the market is just changing how business is done. Yeah.
1: Uh, Microsoft Azure's team is an extremely talented group of folks. So um, it's going to be fun to watch this play out. Let's migrate to topic two, okay. um, and that would be what, what's your uh, uh, take on what were the top uh, M and A deals this past year, and how how are they going to impact things? I mean, obviously, GDIT has moved up to number one, albeit you know who knows how long. Yeah. Uh, with the CSRA purchase, and CSRA immediately prior to that had bought Praxis, which right. made CSRA's presence at Fort Meade. Very big,
0: yeah, yeah. I think you know the GDIT CSR deal was huge. There's a couple others that are still pending, like you know the SAIC is buying Angelity. Uh That'll be interesting one just because of the kind of work that what they do, sort of with some of their lower end work and how mm-hmm. they how they make that uh, go. Another big one that it's it's a little bit outside of the IT space, but it's so close is the L3 Harris combination. That's going to be a huge defense company. Right. I think. You know, five or six of the you know uh, the, those tier ones. Um, so we saw some big mega deals, and it's interesting though too that the fallout from those. So GDIT CSRA, within a few months, GDIT sold off their contact center business right. to Maximus, like a four hundred million dollar deal, and that was business that actually GDIT had had since the early two thousands. I think when they bought. Vangent, so I think these divestitures that you'll see kind of create some interesting opportunities for other other companies.
1: Yeah, I um, don't know if their goal was to be number one or to solidify business in very particular niches. Yeah, um, you know it's always bragging rights to be number one, especially after Lockheed had held it for
0: so long. Yeah, but I think, but that's that's an interesting point. I think that uh, like in that call center business, GDIT knew they wouldn't be the top provider. Right. Um, so let's let's get out of that business. It was lower margin. Maximus, I think, has a business model that should be able to, over the course of a year or two, kind of build that up. But I think those divestors are really interesting. Another area in M and A, I think, is worth watching, is what's going on with the mid tier. So we had a we had a couple really good mid tier companies that that were acquired this past year. Polaris Alpha mm-hmm. was acquired yeah. by uh, Parsons, I believe, and then uh, ECS Federal was acquired by this company called On Assignment, which has now changed its name, and I can't remember. But that, that was like a $700, $800 million deal. So those are taken out. So we're starting to see some other companies kind of trying to really push up into the mid-tier space. Right. Like Applied Insight, which was part of Intelligent Decisions, and they've broken that out. And So they're you know looking to to grow. You have a company... Everwatch, which is a combination of several small companies, and so you were seeing some of those, and they're they're really around the hundred million, hundred fifty million range of revenue, but uh, they're talking about being really aggressive and making acquisitions and trying to get up into that four or five, six hundred million dollar range pretty quickly. Yeah. And then you still have some of the sta- established mid tier, like Salient CRGT is still out there. Um, and, so, and some others, so I think there's all all
1: layers there in M and A. Yeah, but you just watching. you just said Salient CGRT, so that was a merger. Itself. Yes, so, yeah, that was, and I think <clears throat> I think pretty that, big one.
0: Yeah, and that what I really loved about that deal was that those were two companies that were pretty much equal in size, and you don't really see many mergers of equals. I think part of it is kind of because of egos and things like that. But sure, but these two companies, they just melded. They had a, one person was chairman, another person was CEO, another person. You know, they, they had people from both companies, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, but we're we're going to see um, some other deals this year. Uh, do you have any tea leaf readings on uh, any big companies that may be on the block or acquiring? You know, those are. <sighs> hard to come by. Those
0: are always hard to kind of predict, I think. You know, like I don't see GDIT or LIDOS making a big mega deal because they, they don't really need to. Uh, Caci, I think could, but I'm not sure who. Well, they who, were trying. They yeah, they the, tried to buy CSRA,
1: right? But, but they didn't have the cash.
0: Yeah, and I'm but I'm not sure. You, know, you look at these other properties. Would they? Who would they buy? That would really move the needle. It would have to be a billion, two billion dollar company. And you know, Angelity is is was acquired. That would have been someone that maybe Caci could have looked at, but, right? Um. I think from the big companies, I I would still look for some divestitures from uh, some of the big defense companies. Okay. That could be, you know, some of their IT business.
1: I'm I'm, uh, I'm curious to see, uh, you know, I I watch some smaller deals. Yeah. So small companies getting purchased by uh, mid-tiers to enhance very specific skill sets. Yeah. And a lot of those just stay off the radar. Yeah. So um and I, I think uh uh either uh, uh Bob Kipps or Kevin write for you occasionally on on those things. So I'm always curious to see what they have to say. And you know, once a year they come on and, and do you know top <laughs> deals and we'll probably do a show in January with uh with Kevin DeSanto on that. Uh, are you listening, Kevin? So uh be forewarned. <laughs> um all right, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to come back and talk about uh, uh, little things like soup and Oasis and Eagle and Seaport and X-Gen, little things like yeah. that. Uh, you're listening to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network, and Nick and I will be back right after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'm here today with Nick Wakeman of Washington Technology um and and Nick, a c- couple of things before we kick off, we're going to talk about this segment, uh, GWAX Max IDIQs, not just GWAX, but uh, one piece of news, and and I think you noted it at WashTech. Rob Cohn was at NITAC for about six years, and when he went there, uh, NITAC was doing about a quarter of a billion dollars across the three GWAX that they had when he left they were well over five billion dollars uh in a relatively short period of time. Five years in government time yeah. is not really long. So he did a hell of a job there. Um he went to FedSIM for a little while, ran a an agile program there, uh that I thought was getting, you know, some good traction. But then they closed the program and now he's at OASIS. So um number one, I think, you know this speaks well for Oasis because uh, I love Todd, but, you know, Ro- Rob has shown that he can manage these large IDIQs. Yeah, yeah. and,
0: and you know, with Oasis moving into uh, their on-ramp process now, it's yeah. going to be... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. envy,
1: envy him the number of contractors, the number of cats he'll have to herd. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's just amazing. I mean, you know, Oasis, you know, broke a lot of ground with the way they did this the self scoring and and the and the proposals well, we also saw the first billion dollar
1: task order
0: i think that's under protest i think isn't it uh, or is that
1: the, if, the the first one went to boost and, and okay. it, it went yeah well, there's I mean, there's it, it there's, wasn't a billion it was only 970 yeah. million well, there's another one i
0: can't recall right now that's that's uh oracle an protest Oasis one that's, <laughs> that's being protested by several yeah it's more for smaller companies but yeah i I still have a hard time wrapping my head around a billion-dollar billion, dollar, a billion task dollar task order. Yeah, it's just boggles the mind. Yeah, because I remember, doesn't feel like it was that long ago, where people were shocked that there was a $100 million
1: yep. task order.
0: Yep. And, I, you know, I complain about this from time to time on my blog, the, the lack of transparency or lack of, uh, you know, sunlight on those deals. Unless you're on that contract, you know. You don't know. You don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, and I, I I hear I hear the same thing from Guy Timberlake. He wants it open. Several other people whose opinions I respect, but you know, from my perspective, if you're not on the contract. The hell with you. Um, you know, it's that information is for those contractors only. The RFIs and RFPs should not be public prior to. Now, after award, they're going to go in FPDS anyway. But you know, why uh, are yeah, you going well, mean, to would... allow protests from somebody not on the contract?
0: No, no. Yeah, not so the, why give them the information? To me, even just as a taxpayer, you want to yeah. know. And if and if you're a competitor or a potential partner, you want to know because you say, oh, you know, right. hey, Mark, you're, I see that you're on this contract. They're doing this. I've got this technology for you. And then the other side of it is with task order contracts, there's no protest process beyond GAO. So there's no right. going to the court of federal claims. And if it's a billion-dollar task order, or even a $400 million <laughs> task order. I just feel there needs That's, to be more, more scrutiny, more, yeah. more sunlight. The, the
1: first this. thing that occurred to me when I saw that first uh, task order was, I wonder what Everett Dirksen would say about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a historical reference yeah. for those of you not old enough to remember Everett Dirksen. <laughs> all right, so uh, soup. 25 years and growing. 25 years and growing. Yeah. You know, Joanne... Uh, Arguably manages the best-run major contract in the government market.
0: Oh yeah, I I, I
1: don't I, think that uh, the, the 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 people who are on that vehicle love it to
0: death. Yeah, it's really remarkable how consistent and how it continues to improve. Because other contracts just sort of they'll have their heyday, they'll be really great, and then they'll sort of fade away. We see that you know with over at DHS with Eagle, you know they're struggling now with the third version and is it going to what's it going to be and uh they're so they're you know really overhauling that but she's just been really and, and, really, and she's uh, been innovative. PM for two decades yeah. now I so mean, um she's never her organization doesn't seem to strike me as one that well this is how we've always done it so this is how we're going to do it no, they're
1: always no they're always innovating and she has a very lean crew yeah yeah so it's it's not like hundreds of people over there yeah
0: I think they do a good job of listening to both of their customers, to the contractors and And to the the agency buyers.
1: And they also listen, I believe, to the OEMs because they have the most rapid process for putting stuff on contracts. So if a VAR or somebody on soup five, large, medium or small, calls and says, you know, we want to do a mod, that mod happens literally within 24, 36 hours. Yeah. No other contract does that. Yeah. Boggles the mind.
0: It does. It's. 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 Uh, she should get. I know she's gotten lots of accolades, but yeah. Uh, but
1: I mean, she, you know, and I and I hear she deserves more. You know, um, I, I hear uh, oh. Lorita Doan <laughs> echoes at GSA. We should manage all of the vehicles. No, eh,
0: wrong answer. Go away. You Leave know, them I, alone. <laughs> compete with them. Put them out of business. Yeah. I mean that. I mean, you look at like NIH and 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 nasa so why do they have such big procurement shops you know is that has that quarter their mission well intellectually i understand that argument but when you just look at the reality of it gsa needs competition they need competition yeah as long as people today about gsa yeah uh
1: but we you know we have uh 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 eagle next gen coming down the pike uh there was talk for a while is it going to happen is it not going to happen um Seaport next gen with nine million contractors. <laughs> um but you know, Seaport's a good contract for a lot of companies, but it's not good for eighteen hundred and seventy companies. Yeah. Not and I don't know how to access any sort of dashboard that shows me who's not making money. Right. You know. And at Soup, I know everybody's making money because if they're not, Joanne calls them and says, Why? <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know when you see that many eighteen hundred. Seaport E had more than that, I believe, by the end, didn't it? Yeah, I think they were over two thousand. Yeah, because then they would do these these on ramps and they add hundreds. <clears throat> right. So, well, so eight like A stars opens
1: it, once a year. Yeah,
0: but I mean eight A stars. That's that's. I mean, guess they guess they're, guess well, they're all schedules. But
1: gra- well, yeah, but they you know eight A's graduate. Yeah. So there has to be that off ramp, yeah. yeah. and then an on ramp. Yeah. But all of these vehicles, I think, are are growing. The use of gwax i d i q s max is is growing, and how much more how long you know I have no crystal ball there, but I'd have to say for the next thirty six months if you have a spot on one of these bad boys, you should be exploiting the heck out of it um, right. as much as possible
0: yeah i mean I think so, the you know yeah. the, the agencies like using them they're quicker uh easier i mean there are fees, but I think that uh it gives them a, a better sense and of what they're going to get and who they're going to be working with. So, yeah, the, the importance, and that that's a huge change in the market over the last 10 years. That I remember it was probably like seven, eight years ago, someone telling us, oh, we've set up a GWAC shop at our business, and uh, now that's sort of like if you don't have dedicated people that are processing those Looking at those task orders, getting yep. things because the turnaround is so quick. Rapid sometimes. response yeah. is, is the key. Rapid, yeah. accurate response—I yeah. should say—is <laughs>
1: is the key. And one of the issues, and I, I'm not quite sure how she addressed this. One of the issues at at Soup was the fact that oftentimes uh, a bid would only get one response, and that's because whoever was tracking that from the agency level first locked in the deal with the OEM and got the best price. They brought right. it to the table. And, you know, the other, you know, companies knew, you know, why, why, why am I going to bid on this if they've already got a lock? They've yeah. registered the deal. Yeah. Uh, and uh, regardless of how the feds feel, I know how Joanne feels about registered deals. She's, she's not a fan. But it's a fact in the life of
0: OEM's relationship with the channel. And it's a good fact. Yeah, because it doesn't mean there's not competition. Right. The competition is happening earlier in the process. Right. Um and if your
1: BD guy is better than mine, yeah.
0: you deserve to win. And it, I think to me, I mean, I think soup is probably the closest thing we have in the government to real sort of a commercial buying. Yeah, you know,
1: CIOCS um, is moving in that yeah. direction. And they have the EGOS dashboard for uh, uh, which is cool, and I think Joanne has something similar. But you know that helps you on the guitar side. Yeah. So um, the 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 one other thing I just kind of wanted to make a note of here because it's kind of funny. Um, you and I were talking about this before too. So we're, I saw the article that uh, blockchain spending had gone oh. up by like four hundred percent from seventeen to eighteen. And it's all the way up to
0: $11.8 million. <laughs> $11. <laughs> it's the fastest growing sector of the market, right? Yeah. Let's give yeah. it a sin.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, I've been,
0: I wonder, what where's the threshold for a sin?
1: Oh, I think it's got to be a billion dollars. That's okay. that's what happened with CDM because uh, Bloomberg issued that report. Yeah. Uh, I did the article for, for your sister pub on that, what, two years ago, yeah. I guess. But uh, they tracked uh, CDM activity for five years, twelve to sixteen and a billion dollars worth of activity through the DHS vehicle and mostly soup uh soup mm-hmm. four and soup five uh, so it was pretty cool, and uh, I think GSA was moving in that direction anyway, but that probably kind of tipped the uh, the scales yeah because um, there'd been a lot of press, but there's a lot of this is and this is the point there's a lot of press on blockchain. Even in the trade pubs, and we're talking twelve million dollars yeah, worth yeah, of no, I, it's, business.
0: Yeah, I haven't written much about it because I I still struggle to kind of intellectually grasp. Yeah, that. if you get grab the whole the whole thing and kind like of the Legos, these, yeah, you know, it, it, it's, yeah, <laughs> the uh, it, it's a lot of hype around it, and and you know, as far as its ability to kind of really, you know, lock down and secure, I guess primarily transactions and how you move data and information. Right. But I mean,
1: line. it was, it was built tangentially with, with uh cryptocurrency. Right. So you were, were, were what money laundering? Yeah. Uh. <laughs>
0: well, I saw a great presentation for, uh, the mm-hmm. woman was a former U uh, S attorney or assistant U S attorney, and they had, had uh, busted these cyber criminals. And, and it was because of blockchain, they were able to track everything back. And it was a, you know, a spaghetti chart of all of these connections, how they moved this, this Money and how they were blackmailing people and 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 things like that,
1: well the the digital forensics universe dipping into that kind of thing is, yeah. is very cool yeah uh, let's take a break you 're listening to amtower off center on federal news radio, part of the federal news network. Nick and I shall return for one more segment right after this. Welcome back to Am Tower Center on Federal News Radio, part of the federal News network I'm here with Nick Wakeman of Washington Technology and we're talking about uh, uh, some of the larger uh, uh, stories movements whatever from 2018 that will still impact going forward and and what's uh, we're in our wrap up segment so we'll talk about some of the new procurement uh, practices
0: the the uh, uh, the speeding up of the procurement process yeah. if you will yeah. Yeah, the the main one there that we've been following, of course, is the other transaction authority, the OTAs. Um, That's not new, though. They're not new. They've been around. <clears throat> I mean, I think they built the early Apollo and space programs yeah, using, around using OTAs, those technologies. But yeah. now the the last few years, they really kind of stretching. They've gotten some broader authority. Some other agencies can can use them, and they're stretching into more. Uh, more IT-related things and more, you know, broader than just like building, actually building like a prototype. That was their original intent was, you know, let's prototype something, see if it works, and then we can go into production. And now they're doing it for more uh, sort of software-related things, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, but, again, it's not, you know, I don't have the number. It's not a huge, huge number, though, yet. Um, but it does get a lot of attention. It's a great way for companies to, kind of ingrained themselves in the uh, – with a customer. Um, but most of the contracts, you know, just in like the 20, 30 – like $50 million is a big OTA at this right. at this stage. Right. So they have tried But if it's not original it
1: research, big. it can be protested too. And right. And some yeah, of the, them are. Yeah.
0: They, <clears throat> the protests that we've seen – and the big one was when uh, the Air Force made a, an award to Rain, uh, rain Cloud – to uh, To build to develop this tool for managing migration to the cloud, mm. and which is what Rain does, and uh, Oracle filed a protest, and they they won that protest because they were able to show that hey, you didn't follow the right procedure to move this from the prototyping stage into the into production. Right, and so and then actually they ended up canceling the contract. It just he just kind of went a completely different direction. So I think there's there's a lot of you know things to learn there. But the main thing with OTAs is that it's a re- more rapid vehicle you can get from sort of a white paper to something in the field really quickly. Yeah. Um, and the competition of it starts there at that white paper level where you kind of explain that your you understanding problem. And here's the, my idea. There's
1: a review committee and
0: they select right. one. Or well, sometimes I'll select a couple to okay. do the next stage and then. Then they get on to selecting one. So, um, you know, the challenges are still out there that agencies do, but those are pretty, you know, dollar-wise, those are pretty pretty small. You know, um, but I think both of those really show this desire on the government side to move more rapidly, to get innovation. And that kind of leads into the thing that I find really fascinating, is sort of like how this influx of uh, commercial technologies into the market and how that's really kind of picking up steam, even though it's something COTS was an acronym I learned 22 years ago when I started Washington technology, commercial off the shelf tech, you know, technology. And uh, that's, uh, that's really, I think the last three years, it's, you've really seen, you know, when you look at, you know, AWS, of course is Mm a great example, but then, you know, you have, service now you've got salesforce you've got these other you know big companies that are coming in and you know they're adapting their technology but they're not rebuilding it for the government um, so i think that that's and it's changing the way companies do business with the government
1: yeah it is and and you know the 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 influx of that that commercial technology i mean you know uh, everybody you know thinks that you know, GSA schedules is is your initial foray. Well, it is for a lot of companies, but it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of gig. Right. Um, so, you know, un, in, in my problem with all of this, you know, bringing companies in rapidly, you know, if if their desire is to be a government contractor, they still have to learn all the other stuff. Um, and it's easy to, to, to make missteps in this market.
0: I think that's going to be for like a lot of the traditional contractors. One of their things is is to be to be that knowledge based on how the government works, Mm -hmm. so that these you know tech companies can come in and you know CSRA was doing a lot of that. They would have these, and a lot of them would do these sort of tech fairs, and companies would come in and and kind of showcase their technology, and then but would rely more on for the traditional contractor to bring them to the customer. Right. Um so I think that's gonna that's gonna continue and accelerate. Yeah. But it is changing, you know, because of the cloud, you can prototype things more quickly. You can, you know, show a, a proof of concept um instead of actually having to spend millions and millions and hours and hours yeah. on something. But that you know, the
1: influx of, of commercial technology, when I get the calls uh on on somebody wanting to come in you know, I my my first inclination if it's a tech product is you know let's find a partner because yeah. you, oh, you don't have the infrastructure and my my initial list of partners is Kerasoft Emix, DLT. Yeah, um, not always in that order because uh, Kerasoft's the hardest to break into. Frankly, Craig's very particular about the products that they adopt. There, he has to see the traction and and he's got vision there that just defies logic um but that's that's abot um so we have a couple of minutes to wrap up and i and I did want to uh to ask you what 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 do you see as an emerging or a couple of emerging stories into twenty nineteen how many of these i mean obviously amazon's going to continue
0: yeah, i mean i think amazon will continue to and jedi will be you know, dominate the headlines, how mm-hmm. that gets resolved. Um, I was looking yesterday, the uh, The court has sort of set up a schedule right now, but it's just right now a schedule of filings. They don't have any hearings or, or anything scheduled. And so these different, you know, you know, the, the, the pro, you know, Oracle's got a file, you know, the agency has to, uh, DOD has to respond. And now that Amazon is part of the lawsuit as a what they call an intervener, they have to respond and Oracle has to respond back. They've got this whole process that's going to go through March. So I don't think we'll see it resolved at the earliest until, you know, May, June timeframe. Um, and then if they side with DOD, you know, it would be less of a story. If they side with Oracle, that'll be, you know, because that they'll have to re- Redo all the Jedi, so right. that could really delay that significantly. Yeah. But I do think that whether whether you know, even they canceled Jedi, I think the message really is that you know, DoD and the rest of the government is going to the commercial cloud. Right. You have the, to.
1: The question is, are are we going to choose one platform across the board?
0: Right. And I, I, you know, you know, I don't see how they can. But I mean I if you're if I know you're a out, couple
1: of companies that will be a little irritating. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but if you're, you know, if you're if you've been an IT services company, you've got a you know, and I know that all of them are already working in the cloud, but that's that's your future. Right. You know, you're not gonna have, you know and, and especially as things like artificial intelligence and machine learning, which you know really needs the cloud to get to be enabled gets into play, you're gonna have you know, fewer people that are going to be sitting up watching a screen, they're going to be doing other other things and more automation. That's going to save money, get the government moving more into you know, newer technology. I mean, we haven't talked at all about IT modernization, but right. that's yeah. the underpinning of all that. Right. I think that's going to be a big story in the next year if we see any momentum.
1: No more punch
0: cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing is, are they going to have a budget deal by the end of the year? Or are we going to go back to the... You know, budget control act and sequestration and and all of that. I mean, that's this is the year, man. You got to get your yeah yeah get yourself um, in pl- in position to survive that. I think I'm I'm, I'm not uh, trying to read tea leaves for a budget
1: deal because I just never know what the president's going to do or say. <laughs> yeah, proud to shut down the government. You know, what? Yeah, that was scary. <laughs> yeah. All right Nick, thank you very much for coming in man. It's always fun. Yeah, thank you Mark. This is this it is. It's we should do it more often. Yes, we should. Uh, This is not my day job. I advise companies on all aspects of marketing to the government, particularly uh, building a subject matter expert platform, the content marketing, and leveraging LinkedIn, the the entire social selling. You you may think you're using LinkedIn well, but I'll guarantee you I can improve your game. If you want to find out how, give me a call. Uh, Drop me a line at mark at federaldirect.net. And thank you very much for listening to Amtower Off-Center.
0: You've been listening to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Tune in Mondays at noon or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One.
1: There's a better way to drive traffic to your e commerce store. Harness the power of AdRoll Dynamic Display Ads. Promote your products with interactive ads or showcase your best offers with an in-ad video. Not only is it easy for customers, you save money too. Dynamic Display Ads lower cost per conversion by 50% compared to static ads. See the difference. Visit AdRoll.com to get started today.